This is HNN. Good evening. This is HNN. The Hollow Table News Network is your not even remotely close to around the clock. Star Wars, Galaxy of Heroes, news, reactions, reviews, theory crafting, and more source. I'm Fate 34, your host. Today we're joined by my two distinguished co-hosts. Start off with uh, Sir George's welcome back. Thanks. Good to be here. Likewise, and our other one from across the border and celebrated Thanksgiving already at a strange time. Sarah, how's it going? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Great. Well, we'll uh, dive right in here. And as always, we'll start the show with your HNN headline news. And today we have five headlines. So number one, the dark side of Coder has arrived in the game. And starting with Candarus Ordo. Candarus? Candarus? I'm going to go with Candarus. I don't know. Sarah, fill us in on however you would say his first name. I think it's Candarus. I don't know either. Okay. So. I pronounce it Candarus, but I don't. Oh. Because <laughs> you just want to be different. <laughs> 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 All right. So, like you said, it's dark. He's dark side. Uh, he is tagged as scoundrel, old republic, and an attacker. His basic ability, interminable assault, interminable assault reads deal physical damage and attack again if the enemy had protection before this attack candorous attacks for a third time and inflicts tenacity down for two turns i like it yeah it was super good in the uh, event when he kept putting on like one dot a turn and then two and then three yeah. every time. that was great when it was he kept going back to it yeah when he was bugged it's like oh man he's gonna be awesome i have like 12 dots on this guy after attacking like one what I don't like is all the stipulations they put into this basic. Like, only if he has protection will he attack again. And only if he does a third time will he do tenacity down. So it yeah. limits well, his the raid. Enemy has protection. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So it limits any kind of raid potential because only phase two or phase one of the Sith raid has an enemy with protection. So the rest of raids, all three of our raids, he's only going to be doing a double tap on his basic, and that's it. Boy, that's I did not point. think of that. I knew you would, uh, yeah. <laughs> would go right there. Good point. It is indeed. Yeah. I would just like to point out that we've only gotten to one ability, and you already have pointed out something you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I do like his look. I think it's pretty cool gun he's got going on. I don't his his pants match his skin color too closely, so it looks like he's just <laughs> I, like he I was only just wears a holster. Like he is, when you flip yeah. him around on the screen, it's like, oh okay, no, he is wearing pants. All right. Yeah. This is a uh, no pants party for him. He's got the two guns ready to go. <laughs> All right. So his first special overwhelming firepower. Deal physical damage to all enemies and inflicts on offense down for two turns. This attack ignores defense. It's cool. I like the, it. the animation makes me think of Bays. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Which I know Howie would love if he was here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe that's why he stayed away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really um, like it. You, you like it? Anytime you can do offense down, an AOE offense down, and then yeah. I think we'll we'll get to see how more attacks ignore defense, how effective they are. 
because there haven't been many kits until like Chewbacca that have really made a point to bring out since the mod rework where defense has become a much yeah. bigger focus. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, his first unique is Mandalorian veteran. At the start of battle, Candorus gains 10% health, steel, and potency for each old Republic and scoundrel ally. Whenever Candorus deals damage to an enemy, he inflicts a damage over time effect for two turns. So he's uh, throwing out those dots. Yeah, that is what's really cool yeah. about about this whole character is that dot potential. Stick him with and mission. You get quite a bit of potency up there too if you are sticking him with mission and Zalbar there because they're obviously both scoundrels and old republic, so more and more mm -hmm. potency. The health steal too, like if you've got a full old republic or scoundrel ally team, like fifty percent health steal. And he's got, I was, cause I, I was checking him out. He's got like a, I think maxed out 37,000 health pool. So even as an attacker, he's got quite a lot of health. So he's going to stay maxed health, regening it back all the time. Yeah. He's pretty beefy already. Hmm. Okay. And finally, his second unique is I like a challenge, which is a Zeta. Candorus deals 50% more damage with interminable assault and overwhelming firepower to enemies who are taunting, deathmarked, or marked. Whenever an enemy with damage over time, with a damage over time effect, is damaged by an attack, Candorus gains 8% turn meter. When an enemy gains taunt or becomes deathmarked or marked, Candorus gains critical chance up and critical damage up for two turns. So, I find it very interesting that they've included Deathmark in this because mm -hmm. right now the only character yep, sure. that does Deathmark is Death Trooper and he doesn't synergize with them. Death Trooper synergizes with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, my spidey senses. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's almost a foregone conclusion that yes. Darth Revan is having Death Mark, right? That's what we get out of I this. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And maybe maybe even as another character can get marked or something. True, yeah. I guess it didn't yeah. it doesn't have to be Revan, it could be Malik or maybe even the next marquee old republic person, but someone obviously on the team will be obtaining that as a uh, something's coming yeah and I like how like each tap an enemy gets he gets 8% turn meter so from his basic if it hits 3 times he's automatically got 24% turn meter yeah and then once an enemy goes then like say you've got General Kenobi who they suggested you pair him with and he does a call all, all allies to assist. That's full turn meter gain on Candorus. Is that why they have him as a synergy? I thought that was a weird synergy. I thought it was weird too. Like I don't know why. Like maybe, maybe there's some secret team to put. I don't know. I have no idea. 
Besides, it must be the assist or maybe giving counter chance to Candorous. I don't know. Because the other ones make sense, obviously, with throwing up Doss because like Vader, Zalbar, Mission, and then GK. I'm like, what? Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's be honest, our synergies aren't always spot on, but I, I like the idea of they're like, hey, this should be something that's good. Mm-hmm. No one has mm-hmm. anything. And this is this type of character compared to like the next uh, one we'll talk about here. This one really would benefit from a like a game changer or someone that has these built up all the way because he's yes. borderline. No one is really wailing on him that you just can't tell yep. what he could be because I could see him being awesome in several phases or becoming something that you barely touch. Yep. Which you'd wonder why they would make a character that is never going to be used again. Because I feel like they've gotten better at not making useless characters. So. A la Rose. Oh, poor Rose. <laughs> she is somebody that can at least fill that fifth slot for a double resistance team. <laughs> I, I have I have used her in like territory wars or before. And it's yeah. just like a last one and you need something on it. But you're you're right. Most almost all the new ones are pretty useful compared to like Garth Saxon or Imperial Super Commando or something like that. Yeah. But like you said, it'd be good to see somebody make a video of a maxed out one in action. Cause fifty percent more damage to taunting tanks, that sounds really good. But I don't know what, like, if I don't know how strong he's going to be that if 50% is going to matter. Right, yeah. If you're hitting General Kenobi yeah. and he already has 55% armor mm-hmm. with other people, but he has, he ignores their armor at least on one of the attacks. So could be good. I have no idea. That's the um, part in there. I know he'd also, a lot of other. Game Changer stuff had mentioned in his uh, videos there, you can see that HK-47 has a different stance and uh, is paired with him, so a solid chance of him getting reworked, I would imagine. Just thought I'd throw that in there as well. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Any other thoughts on uh, Cancerous Ordo? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he'll become useful once we get more Old Republic Dark Side. Yeah, like you said, someone else that might be able to use Death Mark, because I mean, Joe Lee was kind of useless until Revan, and Bastilla was a good lead. But if she didn't have that leadership, I don't think she would have been very useful until Revan. And now they're all over. All right, so. Number two, yeah, the other uh, <laughs> new dark side coder character and the one that's already making some moves in the meta and one we're already familiar with. Sergi, tell us about Basil Sean. Yes. But after she has fallen. <laughs> <laughs> the fallen Bastilla. Fastilla or... Yeah, I yeah. like Basithla. Yeah, I, like I, I heard that I heard one. That. There was one other I've heard, one. There, I've heard emo Bastilla. Oh, that's good too. That's good too. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I think a lot of those are okay. Mom, leave me alone, basket <laughs> It's but not yeah. a phase. 
I'm gonna rule the universe one day, mom. <laughs> Close my door. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fallen Bastilla is a really cool new Sith that is, I think, will be able to help any kind of new any Sith team. So, she's gonna be one to get. She's Sith Old Republic support. Her basic attack is Sith Assault. Deal special damage to target enemy and inflict ability block for one turn. This attack deals 10% more damage and has plus 10% critical chance for each active Sith ally. So it's going to be powerful, almost a guaranteed critical hit, and ability block. No percent chance of it happening or anything like that. She has a pretty high potency, right? I haven't checked. Anyway, there's a there's a solid chance of ability block. I yeah, yeah. So looks like a good basic to me. Okay, then her she's got two specials, and these are part of what makes her pretty cool. Her first one is Wild Lightning. Only a two turn cooldown. Deals special damage to target enemy and shock them for three turns. So only a two turn cooldown but she shocks for three turns. If the target already had shock, deal bonus special damage to all enemies. This bonus damage can't be countered. This attack can't be evaded. What do you guys... Solid. Yeah. More shock coming yeah. along and uh, dealing damage to all people, especially if uh, the other ones already had shock, which is taking away other... Those are all... If you can get past... Uh, for example, a Jedi tenacity with it, and they're sticking on there. That's hard to hard to fight back against. True, but at least it can't be evaded. So if you've got a Yoda, you know, flipping around, doing all these things, that one or two his dance moves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's always going to have foresight as he's doing these tiny little taps, but he'll run out of that tenacity every so often then you can whack him with this shock then he'll stop getting the turn meter gain stop getting the foresight stop being able to spread his buffs I don't know how well it'll work in practice but it sounds like she could be good against Yoda oh I think yeah but even outside of trying to fight you know the new Revan meta Throwing her under a Palpatine lead, you know, one of the struggles is getting enough shock so that Palpatine can generate enough turn meter to just go over and over and over. Well, now you've got another character, the only one besides Count Dooku, that can do shock. And Count Dooku's one turn goes away before you can even benefit from it. But here we've got a three-turn shock, so you can have her open up then Palpatine do his, and he's already getting a lot of turn meter regenerated so that you can get shocks a lot quicker on an enemy team. Yeah, she should work out nicely. Yeah. Yep. She looks pretty cool to me. Okay, then she has a second special, and this one isn't about damage, but about debuffs. Stun target enemy for one turn, with an 80% chance to stun another random enemy. This can't be evaded. 
when each of these stuns expire, inflict offense down, defense down, evasion down, speed down, expose, and stagger for two turns. And not even for one turn, for two turns. Yeah, two turns. And these effects can't be resisted. So similar to Thrawn when he does his speed up on his basic. Like once it goes away, you've got an ability block. You can't stop it. Same with all these debuffs. I love that about Thrawn. I, I, I think that's a cool ability. Yeah. You like, never have to worry about... When something goes away, it comes, uh, something else comes back. With yeah. It there. Yeah. No, that one's uh, a very good, and I like, obviously, the call-out to like her giving all of her allies in the light side version all the buffs. This yeah. is giving all of the can't stop them debuffs from the other side. So I think that was a good call out to that, which we always enjoy ones that are similar. At least I do. Yeah, me too. If it's like a, uh, the same character having some kind of parts keep going, be consistent with the character. Yeah, just like Jedi Knight Anakin's ship we mentioned last time about, yeah, there's like Vader call-outs. Like that's the coolest part of this kit to me is that they're yeah. kind of bringing that over. So they're giving some thought into it. Shows they care. Yeah. So this special stuns two enemies, stuns one for sure, good chance it'll stun another, and then gives all these debuffs immediately after that. So this is a great way to take out any kind of attacker on a enemy team or like you're with all this stuff. So I think without trying to ask the question, is this going to destroy Revan? Probably not because of all the tenacity up and stuff, but take this against any other team like in territory war or once Revan stops being part of the meta and being able to do all these debuffs, I think it's pretty good. Agreed. Yeah. So she also has two uniques. The first is corrupted battle meditation. So, you know, good side Bastilla has battle meditation. Here's corrupted at the start of Bastilla's turn. All enemies lose 3% turn meter doubled against non-Jedi and non-Sith, and are inflicted with corrupted battle meditation for one turn. Then she recovers 1% protection for each debuff on enemies. Corrupted battle meditation means that they will have negative critical chance and negative 30% counter chance, doubled against non-Jedi and non-Sith. So forget about Revan and forget about the Treya meta and use fallen Bastilla against any other team. And she's putting negative 60% counter chance, negative 60% critical hit chance on them. Yeah. It's almost like a leader ability. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Especially, you know, going against rebels or something like that. That's what you're uh, doing the whole time is countering and crit chancing. Yep. Yeah. I think rebels, she's going to destroy like commander Luke lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now they're in the negative counter chance. 
<laughs> they do that. They <laughs> like the negative counterchain. Yeah. <laughs> they hit themselves afterwards sometimes. Oh. <laughs> and she's ten percent of the time. <laughs> and she saps turn meter. I really like characters that can do that sort of thing. Because, like, like, I dream of one day getting a full team where every time they take a turn, they sap enemy turn meter. So the the enemies never get to take a turn just because they keep losing it more and more. Just, like, the resistance it is kind of fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Take away yeah. all of it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, and I prefer debuffs over buffs. Because then enemies can't, they have to encounter them. Like, you could buff up an ally, but then they go really quickly, take one or two turns, and then it's gone before you get to take advantage of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like you have more control. Yes, yes. Or that you're just cruel and you like to see people hurt <laughs> versus being like lifted up and life fulfilling, but whatever. <laughs> But that's not all for Fallen Bastilla. She has a second unique, which also really plays into leaderships. So kind of makes her a semi-leader or a great boost to leaders. Sith Apprentice. Bastilla and the character in the leader slot have plus 50% defense and tenacity and gain foresight for one turn at the start of battle. So no matter who the leader is, She's giving them 50% defense, 50% tenacity, and foresight at the start of battle. If Bastilla's leader is Sith, whenever an enemy is inflicted with death mark, marked, or shock, shock, there's that death mark again. They both gain 5% offense, stacking up to 100% for the rest of the battle. This does not apply to characters in the ally slot. It's a great, unique. Yeah, it is. I find what's really interesting about it, too, is it's very specific about who it applies to. Yes. I, I Yeah, I guess they didn't want there to be any confusion that mm-hmm. even though it's unique, it's only helping out the leader. Yep. So with this, have you guys used her at all? No. <laughs> I don't have the resources right now. Yeah. I, used in, yeah. I used her in Territory War, and it worked really well under Palp Lead. And mine was only like gear eight, so it was hard to keep her surviving. But I definitely, and I don't have the Zetas. I think the Zetas, I don't remember what the change is, but I think they matter a lot. No, her Zeta sucks. It only, oh, really? Uh, yeah, it, it uh, gives. That's what gives foresight for one turn. At oh yeah. Battle. Oh okay. <laughs> the omegas oh. kind of matter. Well, yeah, but uh, that I imagine that foresight is important later. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't block mark. It's like at currently in the current meta, it's kind of a silly zeta, but it could be important later. Gotcha. But even against the rebels or something that foresight for one turn you're going to get hit by Han who's going to shoot first you know what I mean so those are you can't evade that yeah so I wouldn't drop her Zeta yet um, but the rest of it is good yeah no and I so with on those lines 
I also don't have the resources for like the first time and it pains me because I'm using them elsewhere. But uh, at three star gear seven, um, she makes my Treya team against Revan go from 30% to 80 or 90% win. Like it, it's all about getting Treya to survive right away. Yeah. And she, my, like I said, she is gear seven and it's still doesn't matter. And she dies pretty early on, but not until Treya has survived and given a chance for Scion to strip butts and buffs and uh, Nihilus to build up Annihilate and then uh, can actually win pretty well. So even at low levels, it makes a huge difference for Treya. At least that's what I found. And I did all yeah. the, the defense on Treya. And uh, so she's all defense up. And then when you add the plus 50% defense and tenacity, it makes a big difference. So I encourage people to try that if you are having troubles against Revan. Um, I want to, I ho hope I can use it in the next territory wars. That's yeah. playing around against. But, and this is using B tier mods because I don't remod them with Treya against mm -hmm. Revan's that are 325 speeds and stuff before their bonuses. So it, it works out nicely. Yeah. One, yeah, one of the great things about her is that at three star, gear eight, gear nine, because all these things just happen, like they're just given to the leader or they're debuffs. So you're not worrying about her being really good at offense, just throw a lot of potency on her, that she's good right out the gate. Don't have to worry about waiting six months till you can finally get her. Like she, yeah, and yeah, and zero. Sorry, I have zero omegas on her too, so I'm not even doing any of the like stun another random enemy. Nice. Yeah, and, like that point of it, she's almost worthless. She's just a, she's almost <laughs> putting guard onto Treya in a way, like uh, Chewbacca does. Yep, very differently, but it works. So I think either of. Well, like any of the leaders, I think benefit from this because you can have the Treya lead where now because of Revan, you're trying to put a lot of tenacity on her, hoping she doesn't lose turn meter from Yoda or doesn't get stunned so that she can still do her stuff as a counter. Well, with the defense and tenacity, I think that can really help with the Treya-led Revan counter. And then you can do a Palpatine lead Palpatine's really squishy. Now he's got defense, so he won't die as quickly. If you do finally do that Zeta, he's got foresight at the start. So it'll really help with his survivability. And with that stacking offense from inflicting shock, if you get Palpatine on a roll where he's, his le he's the leader and he does his shock and everyone's shocked, so he gets 90% turn meter back. So he just shock, 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 shock. He will get up to that 100% offense and be doing huge damage on his basic and then still getting 90% turn meter back. And her shocks too, yeah. Yeah. I know about that a lot because probably for the first two years of the game, up until a, up until Night Sisters came out, my arena team always had Palpatine. <laughs> So I always have used him and am very well versed with how because I just manipulated his shock with the enemies. Like, so you just, you sound like a big shock fan. Yeah, 
Because, I mean, that's the only way I'd win. I'd, no matter what happened with the rest of my team, I'd usually have an Ewok Elder and Palpatine and just try to get shock on all enemies and then have Ewok Elder revive anyone that happened to die in the meantime. But Palpatine could wipe out an entire team just by himself by doing a lot of shock. Because before, they wouldn't go away after two turns. Before, you could, you know, use that special where he gets his health back and it extends the duration of the shock. Yeah. So I manipulated that hardcore. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, she's, uh, of the two, the one people are going for, and I think uh, even low stars, you can start using her, even low gear. Obviously, the more gear, the better if you want to keep her alive more than two turns but uh, she she does her trick with or without that so she's important now and in the future i believe yeah yeah on to uh news number three here and that's uh you know the road ahead or the road in the middle came out um and did have some solid uh, news in it and the first one was all the new coder stuff and uh with candaras and Basila coming here, and those are uh, certainly going to be very important. And mark your calendars for February or whatever it's going to be when the Darth Revan comes. Or I wouldn't be surprised if they did it a week or two even earlier than they did with the uh, Jedi Revan, just to catch people even more off guard because everyone knows it's coming. But uh, we can plan on at least two, maybe three more coder people depending on the rework of uh, HK and kind of go from there just what everyone was expecting for the dark side any thoughts on that otherwise on the new KOTOR characters yeah or what they're coming up with it or what you think they're going to do with it you first sir I feel like it's I feel like it's fairly like laid out straightforward you know that there's more coming um i don't know if they would do another three or two and if they work hk somehow into it if they give him a rework or i think it'd be but, nice if they included yeah. him yeah yeah i, I feel like too. i feel like if he gets a rework you can probably count on him being needed for whichever event they throw at us in February. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think it's very, very, very obvious what they're doing. Are we, are we for that or are we at our coder limit? I'm for it. I, yeah, I'm, and I think that people now know that, you know, they just released two characters. They might have two to three more and expect the same thing to happen. I'm glad that they're doing it because I, I think they should go ahead and wrap up the KOTOR. Don't leave people for another year or two saying, give us Darth Revan. We don't just yeah, want Jedi Revan. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and appease the fans and get both sides out there those that played the original game as the dark side and those that played it as the light side. And 
you know, I, there is the complaint that, you know, we expected more Clone Wars content, but they don't mention that in this road ahead. And why are they doing more KOTOR stuff? Well, there is some corporate synergy in that whatever version of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic that is still going on, their MMO or something, it's apparently getting some kind of update with new dark side characters. I didn't so I, yeah, I haven't looked too much into it because I don't play that, but I did see announcements and stuff like that. So I think, I think that's one of the reasons why they're keeping this going because it is premature to do clone war stuff when we don't have the new show yet. I mean, they're yeah. not really, yeah, because we're not going to get it till probably late next year. Because the Disney service doesn't even launch until late 2019. So I wouldn't expect a lot of Clone Wars era stuff to happen until then. Yeah, and I it think makes they'll sense. give us plenty. Yeah, and it makes sense. Like, if you look at it from a game development point of view, like, why mm-hmm. would you release it now if you know that that show is coming in a year? Then you have mm-hmm. content in a year. Mm-hmm. So, just in terms of the game's longevity. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I do hope that uh, the Jedi Knight Revan is at least on equal standing of the dark side one, because whatever one comes out later is going to be the kit is going to be set yes. up specifically to counter the first one and not mm-hmm. the other way around. But I hopefully they have that planned from the beginning that it's a nice mix of the two. You can choose either one, not what Revan does to Treya right now type of thing. Right. Yes, that's a very good point. And that's another reason why I'm glad they're going ahead and quickly putting them together so that there isn't a large power creep gap between the two of them. Yeah, if you released it a year later, that would be easy. Yep. And, you know, look at Bastilla's kit, and it's focused on non-Jedi, non-Sith. So maybe the two, Dark Revan and Light Side Revan, maybe they'll be designed to be really good against any kind of other squad and not trying to be counters to each other. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you'll, you'll find out in a couple months. Yeah. All right. And then they also talked about having original trilogy content, which I'm uh, excited about. I look forward to that. And, you know, all these things, the good thing about the road ahead coming halfway through the quarter is that means all of this is happening in the next, like, four to five weeks, basically. Yep, basically. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so that was, it sounded like that was kind of the end year content. Um, everyone's, most people's favorite time period. I I was on the borderline of the like Ewoks and C3PO type thing. Um, but when they mentioned that, I was like, okay, I feel like that's enough of a sign for us to uh, put some time into the Ewoks. Like C3PO feels like a solid 50 to 60% chance of coming here. It could be something totally different. It could be a Millennium Falcon. It could be I lots of things. So. Um, but uh, I'm excited I, yeah. for original content. Yeah, good point about how there's not much time left 
for them to get this stuff out there. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that when they put these two little paragraphs of KOTOR Companions and Original Trilogy that we should expect a huge release of stuff. Because they've already released two KOTOR Companions, so that fills that quota. I mean, they could release one or two more, but they've already fulfilled that part of the road ahead. You look at the new content, the, the rumors are that they'll do C-3PO and Millennium Falcon. If they do that, they're fulfilling this new original trilogy content. They don't have to release two new marquees and like give a new rework and a whole new focus. I think it will just be like, here's a couple iconic characters and ships. If you notice the wording. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, did they notice do mention that ships, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think it will be just C-3PO and Millennium Falcon. Maybe. Yeah, especially... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, especially with, um, with original trilogy Chewbacca now. Yes. Yes. Maybe they'll do something else original trilogy wise. Like maybe with C-3PO coming, they'll, maybe they will do some kind of little rework of droid synergized characters like HK, Lobot, maybe old Lando. That would be great. I would be all for that. Yeah. Except I need to build up Lobot yet, so I don't know about Lobot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all work on my part. Yep. Too many. All right, and then the next two changes I'm even more excited about than the new characters. One for me in particular, so we can actually, I didn't think they'd ever do this, but change our payout times and time zones, which is maybe for some people not super important. For me, mm-hmm. this will totally change how I play the game and for the better. Like, it, it's really a pain. The worst possible time of the day for me was between five and six or whatever, five to seven if you're including ships, because that's uh, when we're having family and eating and all the above and trying yeah. to make stuff and check your phone and do these things are just really annoying. So changing payout times, I don't know, you guys, do you have any plans of that yeah. yet? Like I plan on changing mine to like nine or 10 p.m. type of thing so that I can just kind of do it by myself and not have to worry about the it interrupting most of my day. Yeah, I am very similar in that even like I've changed time zones. So now I'm two hours forward of when I first started. So now my arena, especially with daylight savings time, my arena hour ends at 4 p.m. Okay, yeah, that's early. Yeah, so it cuts into work and... Then, you know, you got ships from four to five. It really messes a lot of stuff up. So I think this is very welcomed. But even if I was at my original time zone, like it, like the struggle for you, Faye, 6 p.m. is not ideal. I would change mine to where arena payouts like 10 p.m. or 9 p.m. so that I can have done everything socialized and have a real life 
then at night hole away and yeah then be your nerdy hermit That's yeah what I want to do at, at nighttime <laughs> yes what about um, you sir i'm probably going to change it as well so right now for me i can only climb an arena three days a week because i work evenings mm. and the busiest time for me at work is during my arena climb so i can't actually sit and focus and do it mainly because if i did i'd probably get fired but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just not an idea probably time. for the best yeah. yeah um but i'm also trying to figure out what time works because i don't want to miss out on my bonus energy yes and when you shift your arena payout you're gonna shift all of your energy all of your store refreshes and all of that which sounds like a really trivial complaint but i want that free energy especially the cantina one so i just have to figure out what time is the best time but i'm yep. definitely going to change it um what i found really interesting about this too was they released that and uh, I had a friend email CG support or EA support, whichever one it was, to change um, his payout already. And they said that they couldn't do it for him, but he would be able to do it in game. And then gave him courtesy crystals because they couldn't change his payout like he had requested. <laughs> um, uh, but I found it really interesting that you can, you can email and ask them to do it and they are saying, no, we can't do that for you, even though they put this out in the road ahead. But then they're saying you can do it yourself once it's in-game. Soon. It'll be coming, TM. Yeah, soon, TM. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people are going to uh, change it, and I think... Um, I'm speculating because I'm not in a shard chat, but I'm assuming a lot of shard chats are probably going, maybe would organize in terms of the heavier loaded payouts moving, mm -hmm. if you would move to which ones to make it easier for rotations. Um, yep, that's another thing that should help. There will be a, a yeah. couple of growing pains and uh, some uh, fighting, I imagine, in shard chats, but... Uh... I think as long as it's kind of set up ahead of time and maybe a rule or two about it, it should work out better for everyone. So people that have like 10 or 12 on their Eastern time zone or Central, that they can then spread out some. Yeah, that's exactly the situation I'm in. I'm really excited and really thankful that they've added this because I... I it's it's always been really frustrating to try and make players come at a certain time. If they if you are going to have a time of the day that they have to do something by, at least let them choose what hour that's going to be or what two hours that's going to be. But like you brought up, Sarah, there's a lot of questions that aren't answered as to how it's going to work. Because if it does shift your bonus energies... It does for sure. They said that in the separate mm -hmm. post. Oh, they did? Yep. So everything, like if you yeah. move three hours ahead, every single thing that you do otherwise on a daily basis will shift that same three hours. 
Okay. Well, that means if I made a like 10 p.m. payout time, then my bonus would be would be a, yeah. 3 a.m. Yeah. payout uh, crystals. So mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, not crystals, but energy. Yeah. Well, then the other question I have: Do you stay in your same arena server? Yes. For sure. Okay. That's my understanding. I, I'm yeah, pretty sure mine. that was how. I would be very shocked if that was different. They haven't explicitly said it like the shifting the other things, but from reading it, that's how it read to me. Yeah. Well, the. There was one line that they said that was weird that made me question. They said, in conjunction with Shardless one, one-to-one PvP, this begins to give you all opportunities to explore competition outside of your shards. And we're... I, oh, what a segue. That was weird to me too, but I think it means the Grand Arena. Right, but they put it under the player control? Right, that, that is a, a silly place to put that. Yeah, it really made me wonder, what are they, how are they going to execute it? Why would they add that last line there? I mean, earlier in the Grand Arena, so that's the next thing we'll talk about. Grand Arena. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, like, say and put it in bold, like, to play PvP across servers. Like, this is the first time to to do that. So I think that's, like, they're calling back to their previously bolded statement earlier on. But it could be, it could be totally wrong. That's how I read it, though. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think they'd be that drastic as to shake up, up service, but just they put that weird line in there. So great. So that's a excellent segue. Yeah. So the other new feature and another <laughs> one I'm super excited about. This is almost exactly what I want out of, the game. <laughs> and that's uh, called the Grand Arena. Tell me if I'm wrong about this. I'm going to lay it out. Tell me if you think this is different. So basically, we're talking about one-on-one territory wars where you put out your defenses on, you know, probably have five or six defenses in a ship or something like that. And then you go and uh, fight against the one other person. So it's just basically mini territory wars. And then uh, even better than that, at least for me, like, they make a bracket or a tournament out over it where you go against these eight people or play around Robin or whatever mm-hmm. it is, the best of the continue to work their way up. And then at the end, you get some uh, uh, payout from that and uh, against their own little eight player group. And I think that's super cool. That's how I then want them to do territory wars. We have like many tournaments in within that, but I'll mm-hmm. just take it with the one V one. Like this is a great way to use your whole roster without needing to, set everything up in a territory war and counting on the other guild. Like that's its own thing, which I enjoy, but this is, it's like, this is just you and just your boy. Can my Ewoks take these? And yeah. not, is that going to work out? Well, <laughs> I, I could see this being my favorite aspect of the game. That's cool. Thoughts, concerns. What is, did you read that the same way? Or I read you it guys the same way. Different? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm curious as to what the timing is going to be like for this in terms of like how long the event is it going to be 24 hours like Territory War is or is it going to be smaller because it's only you um, I'm assuming it would be 24 hours in terms of time zones because you, mm-hmm. you can't 
get matched up against someone and have it be in your favor but not in theirs. Um, so I feel like it would be like that. I guess it, it doesn't matter since it's no, a solo No sleep event. if you want to do well in Grand Arena. No sleep. What is sleep? I don't <laughs> no, sleep. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm assuming it doesn't matter since it's solo. It's not going to matter when your territory battle and territory wars are actually happening. Um, I, what I'm really looking forward to in it is I think it's going to be a really good test of your actual teams because right now in territory war, since you're facing a whole guild, you could just get unlucky on your defenses and be like, why is my, um, I don't know, scoundrel team only getting two defense and everyone else's like every war, I only get two defense and everyone else's is getting four, six or however many. Yeah. Maybe um, their best player is picking on you or something. Exactly. Right. So this is, yeah. gonna, I think it'll be a really great way to actually see how strong your teams are. Um, so I think it's going yep. to be fun and painful all at the same, <laughs> same time. <laughs> you have <laughs> no one else to blame like but yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I am really glad they came out with a new game mode because that's what I think will help keep the game going because I, I get bored with doing the same thing for two years. So when they come out with new territory battle or new territory war, New game modes, those are what's cool. And this one sounds really fun. And I, I was think just thinking about how single-player content-wise, there hasn't been much new content since the start of the game. Sure, we got Ships Arena, but mm. like the, the game has shifted to where it's all guild-based, like... You can't use this shop unless you're part of a guild. You can't get the, you can't beat a Sith raid to get the coveted materials to make your character stronger without being part of a good guild. So they need, they've needed to add something that you are the only one you have to worry about. You are the only one that is responsible for whether you win or lose. And and I, I'm excited that it's another place to actually use ships that that'll actually matter besides just the single arena for ships. Right. And, and I think it will be a tournament style because it says you'll be matched with seven other players, three rounds, and... Okay, yeah. So seven players, three rounds, and you're going to play whoever, like... You've got two, the winners are going to go against each other, then those winners. So at the end, you've got one person that's lost all three, one person that's won all three, and then the other ones that are, you know, one and two or two and one. So it'll be it'll be a tournament-style territory war, which is pretty cool. And I think it will, just going off reading it and how it should play out, it probably will be 24 hour periods. So maybe it'll go over the course of a week, like over two days, you set defenses, then attack. Then you move to the next part of the tourney, set defenses, attack. So maybe it'll be a Monday through Saturday thing. 
Yeah, that, that'll yeah. be, uh, I wonder if it just continuously goes or once a month. Or, well, I guess we'll, we'll find out. Like we have to in a couple weeks, right? Yeah. Um, if they're coming out with it this quarter. So those, uh, a lot of those road ahead things sounded great. I did want to touch briefly at number four news. They had a lot of game updates. No, uh, like, shard shuffle stuff. I'm waiting on some of those bounty hunters. <laughs> but anyway, um, curious about the Bantha in the room for this week. And if you guys are people uh, really going over too much on the boss fix. And for those who don't know, so his contract is when you damage the weakest enemy, eventually that fulfills the contract. And they changed it because it was never quite clear to the weakest enemy at the start of a turn. So, for example, sometimes if you attacked someone that wasn't the weakest with a big team attack, and then they became the weakest, then it would count. No longer will that happen. And people are upset about that. I uh, I use Boss. I think he's marvelous. <laughs> I Will that make it slightly less useful on defense? I think so. Do I think it worth being up in arms about not even a little but i could be wrong <laughs> tell me why i'm wrong so i have seen thumbnails of youtubers videos that talked about it but have not watched any so i was not even aware of the issue until just now got it okay there we go but i don't think it's a big deal either and i mean it might change the way it plays so that it's not as good in certain situations for some players, but it sounds to me like it is working better, like more intend as it's intended now. Cause it's, I mean, if it was constantly shifting of who the weakest is so that that affects it, you wouldn't want that to be consistent with the other mechanics with other characters that work like that. I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of the certain characters that have things like that. Uh, maybe it was yeah, Phoenix was it, have some like healthiest type of enemy things that are similar, but isn't Boba Fett's lead no maybe, uh, I wanna say there's another leadership of the bounty hunters that has to do with killing a specific i don't know i don't know but i i think it's better the way it is now and one way that it could be good is that if you do target a character that was the weakest at the start of the turn you don't have to worry about that shifting but i guess that wouldn't happen that when that's i don't know i don't know i don't know yeah there's you could like do an aoe makes another one weaker and then someone like assists on the aoe that yeah. could actually make yeah. it better that i mean that's super specific but that's why it's just like i just don't think it matters all that much yeah i could be wrong sarah did you have any comment on that or um so i don't really use him because i'm still farming him and mm. so and i'm also still working on boba's contract um but I read it and I like I can understand why people are upset, but at the same time I'm like it 
it is just reiterating more clearly what his contract and how to fulfill his contract properly. So for fixing it, I guess, in the way that it was supposed to be worded. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like no matter what happens, there's always going to be outrage whenever they fix something because obviously you get used to using the characters as Mm -hmm. they are in game and then they change it and if it's not necessarily a rework for the better it's just a rework because it's not working as it was supposed to work um and you've gotten used to it everyone is going to be up in arms over it so it's to be expected and i'm not surprised by it but i'm also not affected by it so i don't really care to be honest that they've done this (laughs) it does not bug me in the least I'm. I'm more. It's a good outlook on life. I understand. (laughs) Don't care. (laughs) I'm more happy with the fact that they are so proactive at fixing bugs and making characters work like they're supposed to. Yeah. And I. Well, he did. He did come out six months ago. But yes, I'm with you there. That. Yeah. Looking into them to set up. Yeah. Such. I mean, because well, looking at these other bu- since we're talking about bugs, yeah, they fixed a bug where Han Solo shoots first could be consumed by counterattacking. That kept happening in the the smugglers run event. You know where you go into the wave and they've all got full turn meter, mm-hmm. and so Death Trooper does his AOE and causes you to counter, and it. Like stuns a stuns shore trooper when you finally get to take your turn. You would have tried to stun one of the death troopers or something. I think oh, a lot yeah, of these bugs. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that they're fixing these, and I think you know, like you said, it's been six months for Bosk. I don't think that they're aware of some of these bugs until somebody puts the bug report inside their answers thing. Which they do yeah. read. They do read. Because, so, I got two two comments about bugs. The first one is, I think it's in the, I don't think it's on this this list of bugs, but the one before, where they fixed the new Sith Bomber. They fixed the turn duration of his days. Yeah. Yeah. I went to the ans- the answers thingy where you post a bug report. And they said we're looking into it and then like 3 days later when they came out with that new content release, that was one of the bugs they fixed. So I was like, that's pretty cool. I felt like I had a part in <laughs> <laughs> cuz they at least acknowledged that they were looking into what I reported as a bug. Yeah. And then the other one in this update that we're talking about here fixed a bug where Darth Nihilus would not recover 20% of his max health when he inflicts a debuff at the start of his turn when Palpatine is in the leader slot. So before Palpatine's rework a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. When it's February. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
I posted on the forum about that bug. And then they just like came out with that new answers thing where you have to go to a new website, all this hassle. But it was important to me to fix my Palpatine team that I had been using for the two years and had finally brought in Nihilus in. We know your love of shock. Yes. <laughs> and it, I reported this bug and a bunch of people commented like, I don't think they consider it a bug. I don't think anyone's going to do anything. And I'm like, if you go by the text, Nihilus at the start of his turn inflicts a dot. And so yep. he should get 20% health. And with, uh, with the trail leadership, all these different leaderships where, you know, that 20%, when you've got like a 200k health pool on Nihilus. It makes a big difference. Yeah. And so it meant a lot to me, but they didn't care and they didn't answer. But for some reason now, I guess because the meta is shifting and they don't think it'll make anything too OP, they finally fixed that. So I'm, this is just your bug week then that they're fixing. Yeah. I'm irked they didn't fix it when I first reported it a year and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll take it now at least. Better late than never. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's working the way I thought it should work. Yeah, yeah. Even if you didn't use it now, the yeah. way I had it was the way it should be, and they, they finally got it. Yeah. That's important. It's a victory. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, that meant a lot to me. Good, good. Well, the, I mean, maybe this won't make you as happy, but um, will for most people. The number five news, the uh, third anniversary is upon us. And uh, true to last time, they're giving us some solid, uh, some very solid rewards here. So coming on November 24th, um, here's the list. Are you ready? So 20 Zetas. That's a nice getting your free Zeta and 16 Omegas. So um, that can be used wherever you so desire. A million credits, a full Carbanti, and a full stun cuff. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so 20 of the MK2, uh, the what you use to get up to a six dot mod, and the then 50 top. of all of yeah. the other salvage, which is awesome. So that's enough to take one up to uh, the gold mod and uh, some bunch of the other ones as well. Uh, three of the Clone Wars Chewbacca shards for uh, just keeping the Chewbacca shard going. And I don't have them all the way up yet, so that's great. Five Wicked shards, which uh, I think plays into the, hey, you might need these. And mm -hmm. then all of the uh, raid rewards. So 10 Raid Han, 10 GK, 10 Treya shards, and uh, last and probably least, a title. I like the titles, but it is called Hollow Table Hero. That one's just kind of a boring name. And if everyone gets a title, it kind of means like no one has it because no one wants to use it. But that's a good list of stuff to uh, to make sure you log in on the 24th of November. That's going to be uh, worth a lot for you there. I'm, uh, I'll am i be happy to see all those. Sarah, is this the best third anniversary you've ever had? <laughs> I love it. I especially love the fact that I seven-starred my Clone Wars Chewbacca, so those three shards are going straight to my shard saw. <laughs> um, honestly, I saw it, and I was like, 20 Zeta, sweet! And then I like kind of looked away, and then I went back and saw the rest and uh, was very, very happy. Um, 
my my mod slice in love and heart is super excited about all of that mm -hmm. salvage so i can i can keep slicing away and credits because i did not do well on credit heist this last time <laughs> um yeah i think it's a i think it's a I'm trying to decide if it if they just went over the top because it's like, hey, we've been here for three years, or if like they know how mad everybody is in the community and they're just trying to <laughs> feed them good things and you know, a, a make good, if you will. That's but I'll take it. Make a good, yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. The only thing that's missing is some crystals. <clears throat> well, you can get 25% more, I meant to mention that, in a $20 chest of a one-time purchase. So if you want to spend 20 bucks, yeah, you can get like 500 more crystals or something. That's probably not quite the same as getting some full crystals. <laughs> I'm with you there. <laughs> I won't be buying it. I was just saying. Yeah. Those are free in addition to what you pay. I don't know. But yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, it's a good, I think it's a good anniversary What is what uh, are you two in the cool free Zeta? That means I can spend it on something stupid range? Or no. cool free Zeta, I'm still going to hoard it and use it appropriate? Hoarding. Hoard it, Got yeah. It. I mean, uh, you, guys, you guys are no fun like me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I might use it, but I mean, so right now I've got 60 Zeta mats. And 16 Omegas. Uh, because I had like 30 and our 70s Zeta mats and 30 Omegas, the Omegas is where I'm really throttled. Yep. Because I had enough Omegas, I finally did Chewbacca's Zeta that lets him heal his guarded allies and himself. So I added that it's one. A, it's a great one. Yeah. It's a great one. So I've still got. With this update, I'll still have two Zetas in my pocket with, once I get the Omegas, enough for one or two more. So I feel like I can splurge on a couple characters that I've been curious to use their Zetas for. But I think I'm good right now. I'm really waiting for C-3PO, and I want to jump on yeah. him. I don't know why. I like the Ewoks, and I think it's really funny if they bring C-3PO, if he's another, like, Hoda, doesn't attack thing. Yeah. I think so, that's what he might be. Yeah. So I, I, I want to have the Zetas ready just because I think he'll be fun. Not that he'll be useful in any mode, but that he'll be fun to play with. Oh, I, th I think he'll be useful. I look forward to him as well. Mm-hmm. And I like the title. I like the Hollow Table Hero. Sure, everybody gets it, but it's a classic. What they call everybody in their announcements and stuff. Nope, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so I like it. I think it's fun to having been a Hollow Table Hero for years to finally <laughs> get to call yourself that. <laughs> It's pretty cool. Until now, you were not. But yeah. <laughs> on the 24th, you will be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. So that brings us to our I Love You, I Know segment. And I know it's easy to get jaded by this game, but there's a reason why we're still playing it three years this week uh, later. So 
each show, we try to talk about things that we've enjoyed over the past week or two on the Galaxy of Heroes. So starting, let's go with Sarah this time. What's uh, What's been Ooh. good? What's been good? Um, I feel like I always say Territory War, so I need to say something else. <laughs> um, I seven starred my Treya. Oh, that's a great one. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, so she's seven star. Um, she's gear twelve. I ha- I saved her gear. I really wanted to throw it on Yoda, and I didn't. I waited. So uh, she's, <laughs> she's gear good. twelve. She's done. I don't care about her anymore. She's on the sidelines now. B team. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, yeah, so that was a good, good time. Um, I'm still riding high on territory war. We're, we've done really well, so it's. Uh, you can say it every time if you want. You want. I will we'll say it. Judge every you time. a little. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, I made a really nice wall and blocked off ships last war, and it was really fun to realize that they mm. fell for it and were going. They went top first, and I was like, oh, you've got a wall waiting for you in that second <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens, and it was great. Gotcha! <laughs> yeah, it was great, because they saw the wall, and then they went to the bottom. <laughs> of, of Revens, I presume? Yes. Yeah. And then you yeah. were, like, sitting there, like, stroking your cat and laughing. Evil, <laughs> like, the, like the evil Canadian I am. I was just laughing yeah. maniacally. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> what, about, what about you, Sergi? Uh, I think, well, because you're talking about Territory War, it's kind of unfair <laughs> when we play a couple of guilds. Because oh. we've got... At, what is it 39 revens maxed out something like that yeah like, yeah i think we have 39 so we've got two walls that are pretty solid with revens and i think this last territory war we fought a guild that had nine reven and, and they, they were in us. it wasn't like we're sandbagging or anything like that like yeah yeah two million more than we did it's just ours were better. yeah and I don't think they were able to get through both walls. And so it was funny, but also felt a little bad. Like, imagine being in their position where they're like, oh my gosh, how do they have so many women? Oh, and then they lose. <laughs> I don't feel bad. That's great. That's the whole point. Yeah, it was, it was funny. Um, so for me, what I have enjoyed, I've enjoyed doing well in Territory War, but we talk about that a lot. I am glad that some of my characters that I am farming are getting higher star. Like for the longest time, my houndstooth has been three star. Now he's finally four star. So some of the attacks that before would only like, he'd still lose health. Now he'll actually get to benefit from the protection up to where he can get two stacks of that protection up makes a makes a big difference yeah so i can't wait to get him to five star and just have that little bit more make a huge difference um so i've enjoyed that i've also enjoyed territory war with the new clone wars changes they made at first it was like man this is too op but it is fun it does add a whole new layer of how you're setting up your defense characters you're focusing on using. 
So I hope they do keep that going. Like every month, have a new theme where two or three characters get insane buffs and the whole territory war changes with trying to deal with those. Yeah, I, I hope that continues. Maybe not every month, but I that, I think that's been a fun change. Yeah. Or at least change the the benefits. like. Right, yeah. We yeah. map and change who is. Yeah, the First Order and Resistance always have had these little benefits. I don't know what they are. Don't pay attention. Yeah, me but... neither. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but shake it up and let one or two of the other factions like say something where Old Republic gets this or that, or Scoundrels get to do this or that. Or Jawas. Yeah. Jawas take two turns every oh time. God. Or <laughs> Jawas can't be countered. Yeah. Okay, what about you, Faye? Um, I so after Revan came out, I was like, I just want a month to do nothing. And that's literally what they gave us, right? So I mean, like this is a couple of the old Revolt public marquees, but they've just they haven't been any big things. And I that's exactly what I wanted. So I've just been hoarding stuff and just like playing the game and like I said, having some good territory wars and stuff like that. Um so I've enjoyed that don't need to be specific for a little bit and then I'll enjoy if they give us another little time here when it comes up but I enjoy the down periods as well where I don't have to be quite as focused on one thing and just uh, rebuild the stocks so that's uh, I enjoy nothing that's what I've been enjoying alright so that's a going to bring us to our that's no moon segment for the day i thought this would be fun i'll try not to make it go super long because we're already long i feel like this could be its own whole show subject by itself but i thought we could bring some top three being the three-year anniversary lists here all right so i want to know some of your top three things in some different parts of the games here so i uh i was prepared for this because i made it um but so let's start here i'll just start with so we have the idea of what we're at um top three abilities in the game and this doesn't mean now and it doesn't mean the best it means the ones you have enjoyed throughout your two to three years of playing the game so yeah uh top abilities number three for me was lando's double down i freaking loved that that was so good (laughs) when i could hit and then go again and get the double crit and bonus. And like, I was, I vividly remember like posting my game, like, man, when you hit twice with Lando's, he can get up to like 8,000 critical damage. And like, ooh, boy, that's a, pretty <laughs> awesome to get 8,000 damage on that. But that's, it was just a good move and you had to set it up appropriately lots of times. So that was, I enjoyed. Uh, number two, Illuminated Destiny, because I loved the Resistance and JTR and BB 8. Everything that does and kind of changes the game where you're building up to it um, totally changes how it comes together and adds a mechanic similar to, you know, C3PO might, where it's not, bb is not giving any damage, but he is totally changing the entire game. So I enjoyed that. And the number one for me is Fracture. I think that has been just the coolest part of uh, an ability 
to pick and choose different people to take out for a while. It's not all the entire time. It's uh, just something that gives it a lot more strategy. So those are my three favorite abilities that have been in the game. Sergi, cool. let's start with you. So this will be off the cuff. My Great. <laughs> so let's say so they don't have to be in order. Yeah. Word, but yours don't matter. Okay. So my third favorite ability will be Ewok Elders Revive. So for the long the guaranteed revive or yes. the middle one? The guaranteed yeah. revive. So for the longest time, he's the only character that could do a guaranteed revive. And in his kit, still had the ability to revive with his special. But to be able to use him, to know that once something goes wrong or you lose your tank, you can revive him. He has always been useful until the power creep with like Commander Luke and... At that point, then it became less. But in still certain game modes, he's still really good. My second favorite ability will be... I'll go with Wampa's stacking offense. I I take it back. I take it back. Not Wampa's. I'll go with Asajj's. Asajj's. I loved when Asajj got reworked and she then could ramp up in offense. That was the first like stacking offense where there is no limit. If how whatever game mode you put her in, if you can manipulate it where she can get tons and tons of kills, she just has an endless multiplier of offense and health. So that was super fun to play with. And that was the first video I made was using that to do a high score in the HAAT. And then also raid, raid related, my my first place favorite ability will be Vader's Culling Blade mm-hmm. or his leadership. You can't have the dots matter without Culling Blade, but Culling Blade doesn't matter without dots always staying. So it's a toss-up between those two since they work together. But that ability of his to just throw his saber and do huge damage. That's my favorite. Those are nice. And those are very Sir George's ones. I like them. <laughs> yeah. Sarah. All right. Um, so my first favorite ability is BB eight's roll with the punches. Um, I think that was one of my very early on Zetas. Um, like, is that the one? Which one is that? Roll with the punches is the one where he counters and then calls. Okay, the yeah. Um, I love it, and I really just love sticking uh, Ezra on the team with him. And then you've got two people calling him to assist, and it was just so much fun watching him be a little ball of fury. Um, just a great ability. Uh, my next one, I really liked. I didn't want to go with. Um, I can't even think of the ability right now. Pose turn meter removal when he taunts. Um, so I picked JTR's mind trick because that's a good one. I I thought about that one. I like yeah, I just like that. On top of the turn meter removal, you've got all the um, you know speed down and all of the other debuffs she can 
has the chance to apply and then she's getting turn meter and it's just it's fun um yeah you guys are so gonna notice the theme here last one would be r2's improvise <laughs> little aoe never hurt anybody and i like burn i like getting that extra damage every time i hit somebody so clearly burn I, was so good against oh zol oh man that that those so are good. all and clearly, I have a soft spot for resistance in my heart. <laughs> oh man, I, was, I thought that was Sith. Darn it! You... Do you uh, like, yeah. Do you like Rose? Are you a Rose Tico fan? You know what? I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm, gonna, I'm a Rose Tico fan. I'm announcing it officially. I will change my avatar on Discord. I'm putting a Rose face there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, I I people can hate. I think the Last Jedi is great. I think it's very good, except Rose. Like I will defend the Last Jedi, but the the casino and Rose. Like I, even I can't go there as someone that likes the Last Jedi. But I can really understand people that hate the movie. On top of that, Rose. Anyway, that's, that's a, again another conversation. <laughs> I'm glad that you do, Sarah. Good for you. She she needs some love. She really does. I'll be the one. <laughs> Good. Well, then we're now number two. Let's talk about your favorite teams that you've ever had, and we'll start with you, Sarah. So starting with your Rose team. Um, okay, my favorite teams. Okay. Uh, so shocking resistance. I know. Um, they were. So uh, Finn was my first Zeta, and that was my first, like, team that really pumped, I don't want to say pumped me up, but, like, that was when I started to get pretty, yeah, yeah, I I started, the addiction began, if you will. Um, I also really like running Imperial Troopers. They are so much fun, and it just makes me giddy. Um, And I in territory battles will run cls lead with captain han r2 raid han and visas mar which is a lot of fun um and i've used that i've used that team in every phase and have been able to clear um on phase six i can clear the special mission with that team which is awesome because my fuzzy Han kind of sucks. <laughs> As do most of ours. Yeah. Yeah, mine sure does. Yeah. All right, Serge D. Let's do your so, unique team. Yeah. My three teams. So, my third one will be the one I used for the longest time which is how I used Palpatine and Arena for so long. I'd have a Palpatine lead, then Qui-Gon Jinn, Ewok Elder, Stormtrooper Han, and the fifth would rotate depending on like when new characters came in and the meta changed a little bit. But my whole strategy revolved around Qui-Gon dispelling whatever the enemy's got going on taunting wise Palpatine shocking the whole team stormtrooper Han giving Palpatine more turn meter 
and just whittling them all down. With Ewok Elder to get rid of stuns and revive Han- Stormtrooper Han whenever he eventually died. So that's going to be my third favorite. Second, I love that one because if you ask anyone else in the world's top three teams, no one else would yeah. that. So that's awesome. That's I. That's what I'm looking for. I like it. All right. Yeah, I remember looking at swgoh.gg the meta report, and I was one of two people that used Palpatine to get to first in the arena. And it was it was pretty cool. I was like, I'm one of two people worldwide, or whoever is in this. Yeah. Where Where is your doppelganger? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was, it so was Sarah. <laughs> so that's my third team. Second team will be. Uh, I don't want to do. I don't want to do... Okay, second team will be Night Sisters. I loved Night Sisters when they got reworked. And that was when I first felt confident that, you know, I deserved to be first in Arena. I deserved to be high ranking because I struggled with like a 70k Night Sisters that was just trying to star them up. I'd never been really powerful in arena. No one tried to avoid me. But then once I got the Night Sisters in there, I finally got to experience, you know, you go to third and you stay at third all day. It was really cool. I loved when they did that rework. And then for my first team, first place team, I'm going to go with the Wampanator because it has still been, yeah, it is still my go-to for both of those raids. I mean, I've been testing and trying out different HAAT teams, and I still, hands down, Wampanator is the best to me, the most consistent, and I can use it to do a Rancor raid solo in just as fast as any of the other teams out there, I think. So that's definitely my favorite team because it helps ease those two game modes. Perfect. Separate now. Good choice. I like it. Um, So for me, I have a I have a similar one to your first one. So when I originally played the game, I didn't really know what I was doing. So I for a long time ran a Phasma lead. And then I had Ray in Lando. And I, frankly, I don't even remember the other two. It changes. I think like Sunpack and TIE Fighter Pilot. There might have been Stormtrooper on in there. I think Luminara did it for a while because I thought I needed to heal it all the time. Um, <laughs> but the point was you got Phasma gave Lando advantage. So his double down would always work. And then Ray just hit hard. So that was just the whole, the whole thing. I enjoyed that. I ran it for a super long time and was not even close to the top, but enjoyed the game when I did that. So that one will always be enjoyable to me. And the second one is probably a boring one for most people, but this is when I actually started playing the game more and getting top was getting uh, Baze and Turret, shout out to Holly, and doing the triple (laughs) plans with Darth Nihilus. So Rex, GK, and... uh, 
phase with Darth Nihilus was great. It was awesome because I hated Maul. (laughs) He was the worst, and I refused to say to him in that one because I did like uh, I had Krennic and his Zeta lead for a long time. He just got crushed by Zol, so it was not fun. So (laughs) having something that uh, to beat that up and then having R2 come to finish it off later was great, but I enjoyed that. And then my favorite, I can't imagine spoiler like JTR, I really enjoyed and having GK and Thrawn. Like I even when other people when ninety five percent of people were running Palpatine, I could easily beat them until trail leads started coming. And even then could handle, but that was they were just a fun team to play with and I had the motions down and they were a hundred percent win. It was just fun to have. Um, on to our modes here. So our favorite modes, real quick here. So I really enjoyed earlier on Galactic War. I thought that was fun when there wasn't as much to do in the game. It gave you something to do. And importantly, it gave me areas to test. Like, so when you got towards the end and someone had a Zol team, I could play that one. And when you almost beat it, you can retreat and go again and try mm-hmm. with different people. So that was, it was the only sandbox and still is the only in a way sandbox mode if you got the right combination and i would keep one of my best people out of it until i got to the end mm-hmm. so there wasn't like bloated turn based kind of stuff number two is arena i enjoy it and then number one I territory war and maybe when the grand arena comes around it's kind of the culmination of use all these things strategy before and after and getting people together which can be frustrating but also super rewarding at the same time so those are my favorite modes that I've had. Sergi? Yes. I I also liked Galactic War. It was a great way to test your characters and you really needed those materials early on in the game. It's kind of a shame it's kind of a shame people that play it now or have gotten into it for six months that they've missed so much of the experience from the start because now i mean if i were a new player now my main focus would be get commander luke and then get whichever five get the current op meta tune because they don't have to struggle with the rancor once they get commander luke nope yep yeah so they miss out on some of the experience but so going to the modes now my third favorite mode I want to say is ships because I was really excited when they finally came up with that and the potential that it had, the way that they abandoned it to starve and die for a year or more. (laughs) That really hurt the experience and still how there's no other area to really shine using them. I, that's going to be my third, but there's a lot of missed potential or hasn't yet come to fruition. My second favorite mode is going to be, uh, I want to say territory battles. Territory war kind of gets an honorable mention because I'm digging it more now with our guild, but I prefer, prefer more of a, solo experience or an arcade type experience where you've got these waves, you've got these enemies. Let's see how well you can do. 
So I was super happy when they finally put territory battles in and the rewards were the best you could get in the game at that point. But again, they've kind of abandoned that by not giving it more love. For me personally, I think that a game should have some kind of refresh at least every six months of a mode. Do something different than just letting it stay the same. So my first favorite mode is by far going to be raids because just like how I like playing arcade games, just trying to get a high score. I like in raids where, you know, nobody can beat it at least for a long time all by themselves. It's more a competition of how well can I play my characters compared to the other people in my guild. So that's my favorite mode. Perfect. I like it. Sarah. Um, so the first one that I put down was Territory Battle. Um, I was really excited when they released it. I thought it was great. Um, I know that, like, a lot of people didn't like it because it was repetitive and you did the same thing every day, and I did not care. I thought it was just something different. (laughs) Um, so my next mode is Galactic War as well. Not because of when I started, because um, when I started, I wasn't too into the game, and I didn't really do everything every day that I should have done, including Galactic War. But I really like it now for those contracts, and it's great still to test teams, but just, um, or not the contracts, sorry, the little side quests. I'm using it right now Mm. to fill Bobo's contract. So instead of simming it, I sit there and I throw it on auto. And <laughs> it's just a nice little side part of the game for me right now. Um, and this one <laughs> was just like a little throwback because I remember when I first started playing, I really liked the daily challenges. I loved um, seeing them every day with something different. And then being able, I remember being at that frustrated point where I couldn't beat one because I still wasn't strong enough to go to the next tier, but I would keep trying anyway to get the RNG right. Um, this is obviously before simming. Um, mm-hmm. So I just, I, and I, you know what? Actually, Sergi, that kind of goes to what you're saying too. I feel like a lot of uh, newer players now are probably missing out on that since they've got auto sim in for almost mm-hmm. everything. Um, I remember like the frustration of knowing that I could beat something three days ago. And for whatever reason, the RNG wasn't aligning for me that day. And I kept having to try. Um, yeah. I feel like a little nostalgia there. I really like <laughs> the daily challenges though. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. And then lastly, Sarah, your favorite and least favorite characters. Okay. So my favorite character. Do you want me to alternate or should I just go through? Alternate. Whatever you feel gives the most dramatic effect. All right. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. it. (laughs) Okay. So my favorite character in the whole entire game is BB-8. (laughs) 
Good You're guess laughing. from the previous. Great. No, yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> I love him so much. Um, my next favorite, and this goes to what I said earlier, once I start, and he just started the addiction for me, was Finn. Um, I just really enjoyed I really enjoyed playing Resistance right away, and that's what got me hooked. And here, here we are. You <laughs> um, have then, podcast about it, yeah? Resistance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I love Snowtrooper. I he was one of my strongest characters very early on. I told you guys that before, and he just doesn't let me down. He's a little Gatling gun, and I love him. Uh, those are my top three. My least favorite. Okay. So my first one I thought of off the top of my head was Stormtrooper. Just because I don't think I've ever used Stormtrooper unless I absolutely had to put him on a team because I ran out of, like, kitchen sink in a raid. And I was like, okay, mm. here, here, here's your shining moment. And it's never. He it's my own fault. Down. He'd let me down. It's my own fault. He's not geared. I think he's got like double Z team mods on him. It's just terrible, but I just, I have no interest in him. Um, he used to be so amazing. Uh, it's yeah, funny I'm you actually, say that. I'm the opposite of you. I don't, I don't like Snowtrooper. Mine isn't geared and I really like Stormtrooper. His defense oh. turn me down stuff is spot No, on. I don't so like him. Been... Maybe I just don't use him properly. It's probably me. It's me. Oh wait, Stormtrooper or Stormtrooper Haman? Stormtrooper. No, she just means straight stormtrooper. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, I agree. I don't like him either. (laughs) No. no. Um, My second character I don't like, and you guys are going to probably disagree with me. I don't like General Kenobi. Oh, yeah, I disagree. You're right. (laughs) I agree. I agree. I don't... I I think he's still gear eight for me. I don't care about him. Everyone's like, gear him. I just don't care. I don't care. No. I'm digging. This is the hill I will die on. I do not like (laughs) General Kenobi. I don't know. And, oh, a third. I can't think of a third that I don't actually like other than like the obvious ones like you know cup and ugnot and okay yeah you can give us those those work uh, i feel like that's such a cop out it is I but mean... the other two were good answers so I'll give you yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> oh thanks guys okay cop out it is <laughs> what about you okay. Faye? um i'm uh, i'm gonna take your alternate and go with it all right so <laughs> favorite character i think i mentioned last week joe lee is number three i thought about it a little bit it, i don't think he's quite that high i'm gonna go with thrawn i think thrawn mm-hmm. is fantastic you can use him in so many different teams he's not overpowered he's a good leader i ran him for a long time as a leader as well obviously a ship too which can count or not but uh, he just totally changes how a team can play and i think that's great and then uh my number third least favorite character was Stormtrooper Han. Almost entirely because mine was always one step slower than the other ones. And at the time, I didn't have a dispel. And then it was freaking game over when he was taunting and uh, would take away turn meter. And it, just, it was just a pain. I just hated it. <laughs> he was the worst for that. 
Um, and then uh, number two for my favorite would be uh, JTR. I think I mentioned before. I, she had a great kit. I like that everyone was down on her to start with. Yeah, yeah. And then she turned yeah. out to be awesome. And I was just like, nah, they're just not going to release her as a legendary or whatever. Not even a hero's journey that everyone, she's not going to be good. So like, she was day one. I don't care what other people think. Totally uh, to the max and was fantastic. And I loved it. Um, and then I went two for my least favorite was Count Dooku. He still remains. He was just annoying then he's annoying now <laughs> it just took too much time for him to counter and take away like 2000 health it's just like this isn't worth it for anybody just stop it you're gonna die it's just gonna take another minute because you take time to do your stupid animation and to counter me twice <laughs> so just stop moving but he wouldn't he just kept going <laughs> and then uh my favorite death trooper i think he's a great in lots of different areas death mark um, dispel taking down uh, cooldown reduction was the first time. I think he's a cool character. I like that he works with Krennic, even if he doesn't. Krennic doesn't help that much anymore. He just had a lot of cool things that go along with it, and uh, and a great ship too. Um, so he is my favorite, and my least favorite ever was uh, as previously mentioned Zol, because I just. They had the adding that to like the turn meter and all the things at the time. I just refused to go in it because I thought that was the cool thing to do was to be anti meta. And then uh, it really taught me to just give in and go with the meta and it made life much easier. But that was really, man, that days would mm. hurt me for days. I just, uh, poor days. Um, couldn't get past it. So all the my least favorite characters are because I didn't have good counters to them, and they were really annoying to me. Yeah. So those fair. are mine. Sir G, what do you have? End us out here. Yeah. Yeah. My least favorite are also going to be not like they're crappy characters like Cup or anything, but ones that have really frustrated me playing the game. <clears throat> so my third favorite character. I want to say is let's go with uh, let's go with Palpatine just because he helped me out in arena for a long time and then even had a resurgence and was able to be useful again. Um, my second favorite would be Talzin because I really liked when she came out with the plague mechanic. You could finally stop people from putting dispel from dispelling their allies. And the revive on her basic was just so cool. So fun. Then my first favorite is going to be going to be Nihilus. And good choice, good choice. Yeah, Nihilus, <clears throat> Nihilus, because he just was really fun when he came out. His ability to eat people, <laughs> like eating he, is important. He literally yeah. eats people and then takes their health and adds it to his own. <laughs> and the Lord of Hunger, yeah. <laughs> increase cooldown. And I, I loved using him as my leadership. I used him to take out Zal, used him to take out the 
GK leads because, you know, they never crit. So GK never got to use that little benefit of his. So he really helped for a long time. Um, Wampa might be my third. I don't know. I went with Palpatine for nostalgia. But so three least favorite characters. I want to say, let's say third is Nest, Infis Nest. Because she has no she has no right to be as strong as she is. <laughs> a character that hardly had any screen time that was okay with the plot, but not crucial. There was a nice little reveal at the end, blah blah blah, but, but within the lore of the universe and I mean the stuff built into her kit had nothing to do with her in the movie. Yeah, so, like, like Solo should have had those. Yeah, that should yeah. have been him, not the guy. I hear you. Yeah, so that was just seemed to me like a pretty big cash grab with a marquee character that was legendary status, basically. <laughs> oh, for sure. Second least favorite is gonna be Chirrut. Either Chirrut or Baze. Maybe just Ch- say Chase because. <laughs> <laughs> they were so annoying for so long. It's unfair to have the heal over times and then also turn them into tenacity up. And uh, it, he was just ridiculous for so long. And then my number one least favorite character. I, you know, it's the new entry, but I'm going to say that it is it's a toss up between Revan and Grandmaster Yoda but i'm going to say oh boy they're getting i'm going to say Grandmaster Yoda just because he needs to stop showboating and taking up <laughs> so much time in these matches i am still timing out i'm trying i'm doing everything i can i'm trying to be as smart as i can be but you can't kill through a GK, uh, a Joe Lee that has all six dot health mods, over 50,000 health, this and that. You can't chew through all that within five minutes when Yoda keeps doing all these moves that have super long animations. And, and does several of them all back to back. Yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, yeah. That's definitely hurting my entire experience in Arena, where I'm like, you guys got to do something about this. Nothing has angered me in the game for a long time as much as the current state of Arena. So. Good to know. <laughs> like I said, you got to get your Chewbacca up there. It works out yeah, nicely. Uh, still but your nine. You'll you'll uh, have him uh, someday. Maybe you'll love his dance moves again. <laughs> Imagine if you didn't have Revan. I don't know. Maybe that would be even better. You wouldn't time out at least. Yeah. So yeah, maybe Revan is who I hate more. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. So we'll uh, finish up here and go uh, 
check out our rank and file where we look at the meta report to see if any big uh, changes or anything have been going on. And the answer is not really. Jedi Knight Revan is uh, up a couple percentages. He's at 54. Trey is at 33. Palpatine's at 5. And Luke's at 3. And uh, the rest don't matter. But uh, those are where that's at. The squads are staying about the same. Except Fallen uh, Vasla is already in the second most used squad. So first is uh, Revan. But then next after that is uh, Trey, I believe, where she is in the squad already. So that's um, awesome. kind of mentioned that before, that she's made a pretty big, uh, pretty big change with those already. So that's... Uh, um, her working her way up, and she is. Let's see here. So she's in thirteen percent of teams already for a marquee character after one week. It's pretty that's, good. Uh, that's a big jump yeah. for someone. So, um, that's certainly uh, an area where uh, I think that's that's probably the best. Is again, if someone has Revan, I have no problem with that. Something having something else for. Um, Territory wars and those types of things are a, a good change for me, at least. And uh, so Grandmaster Yoda is 55% at the most, and Jedi Knight Revan's at 54. And those are the ones that are kind of dominating and staying up top. Any uh, thoughts on that as meta, or are you happy to see the emo <laughs> up there? <laughs> I'm happy to see her up there. I think that she is a really good character that kind of a kind of a good gesture to me and my I think for them to release her as a very helpful addition encountering Revan for those that never got him. Perfect. Yeah, and not yeah. like not overpowered or something that I feel you wasted going after Revan on at all. Right, like it right. Actually crushes it in offense, yeah. and it's not a hundred percent on uh, against someone that's going against it, but it helps. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, well, last but not least, we'll uh, head to Uncle Owen's Moisture Farm to talk about who and what is currently farming the game, because everyone knows work comes before going to Tashi Station to pick up power converters, Sergi. What are you farming? I what am are you getting better. I am currently farming finally my bounty hunters, the newer ones. So I'm getting my Aura Sing, my Embo, I the Houndstooth, and then I'm finally to the point since I don't have to be panic farming for Revan that I can go back to my range trooper. He's just a really cool character, so I've been wanting to build him up. But besides that, I've just been saving. I finally got my power or my crystals bank back up to fifteen thousand. Nice. That's more than I had when the Revan Panic Farm started. So my goal is to get to twenty thousand, and then I can start buying little gear from the shop and bonus refreshes and stuff like right now i'm just saving it conserving as much as i can do one refresh just to get my 600 for my guild and not buying any gear nothing because i do not want to be so close but just miss the next dark driven event when they do it two weeks earlier next time yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, 
I am farming um, Houndstooth on light side, um, dark side. He's six star, thankfully. Um, Bosk, Bandor, Chewy. I'm still working on Young Lando and Falcon, which are both five star. And in Cantina, I just have Chirpa left for my Ewoks. So he is at, last I checked, he was at 103 out of 85. So okay, getting good. there. Just over 80 shards to go. How's your wicket? I did that oh, he's done. I seven starred okay. him. Sweet, sweet. Um, um, I seven starred him. Not that, I think it was last week. And so I did, yeah, I did that whole farm for Wicket on his node because I cannot beat that event. Which was <laughs> well, now you'll be shy. able to. Now, now it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now I just want the Zetas, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, no, now it's important for you to get the Zetas are, are nice, so. Yeah, but you'll you can use any team it. for that, right? Well, yeah, but you have to get up to it first. Do I have to beat the first one to do the second yes. one? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's possibly after three start. Did I make that up? Anyway, no, you do. Well, so I have been gearing my Ewoks, so hopefully I will be able to beat it. And I've actually put mods on all of them now. Um, <laughs> Those are important. Yeah, you know, apparently they're important. Who would have thought? Uh, but I am in the same boat with Sergi. I am not spending my crystals. I'm hoarding them. I'm only spending 50 a day to do one refresh to get my 600. Um, and I will even time it so that I do it right before guild reset. And then I have the leftover energy to mm. use towards my next 600 so that I don't have to do it every day. Um, nice. That's some, that's some good planning. I, uh, it's tedious. But also stressful. Yeah. <laughs> It's not that stressful. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, it's fine. Hey, what are you farming? Ah, <laughs> uh, boy, I was similar. So that's a uh, houndstooth, and uh, I'm also saving up the crystals. Although the last week I did started, I've been double refreshing houndstooth, and he's basically the only thing. Ooh. So Embo and range trooper, I'll get like three of those on. Um, and then, uh, so I'm up to, yeah, just like Tibby, I'm up to 21,000 probably crystals from zero after Revan. So that's been all just save that as much as I can. Uh, but in the past, like I'm close to six star with Houndstooth. So that's important. And I'm just like, you know what? I just, I want to get them done. So doing the 25 and the 50 refresh on that seems worth it to me. Yeah. And then Kira's probably like 30 out of a hundred and, uh, working on Sergi's favorite nest in the ship <laughs> for now. At least till, I really want that darn Xanadu blood and IG-88 ship to come there to do something. But Well, no, I don't want them to come there, but one of them will. So then I'll probably change over to that. But uh, again, I'm enjoying just the just spending basically the, the minimum and uh, build up and look forward to the next thing when it happens. But uh, thanks for joining me, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving to all those uh, in the correct country. 
at the right time. And, uh, I'll celebrate from here for you. All right, good. Eat a bunch. Eat a bunch. Eat a turkey. You. Buy some yeah, turkey yeah. deli meat. <laughs> Canada Thanksgiving is turkey the traditional thing with that as well. It it is yes, lots okay. of turkey. Perfect. So, but just no Mayflower. Have you ever heard of the Mayflower? No, what's the Mayflower? Okay, got it. So that's like a <laughs> shit sort of thing. So that's so to, to any like first grader in the U.S., those are the oh. types of things that we learn about the, the pilgrims that came over. So, I was just curious if you knew. That's all. So no, no. Um, <laughs> that's what we'll be doing tomorrow: dressing up as pilgrims and Native Americans. <laughs> no one's gonna dress up, but uh, thank you for joining us this week. That'll do it until next time. Chewy, we're home. <laughs>